Hi, it's Pam. And it's Gary. Happy Friday. Yeah, here we are. Wow. The 10th of April. Everything's blending together. Easter weekend. It is. It is Easter weekend, and um, everything is really pretty outside. I am enjoying the watching the pelicans. This time of year, every year around Easter, I don't know why, but the pelicans appear and dive for fish, and they roost, and they and I, I love nature, and I love I love watching them, and then they they were pretty much gone after a certain number of, of weeks. It's not a it's pretty short. Yeah, they hang out uh, for several weeks here, and I've seen as many as four. Yeah. And I think so far I've only seen two. Uh, I've seen three this year, sitting together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen three. They were perched uh, over by the drawbridge together, and you know that it's a, a special time of fish in that in that uh, in the uh, salt water there, where they're diving and part of the Atlantic, and um, because and this. I love watching the pelicans, but I don't love watching. Uh, I, I and I get it. I know why they do it. But the net fisher, fisher people, the fishing with nets, and I, I know they're getting bait or they're getting whatever they need, and that's why they're doing it. And they also do it at certain times. So it's like this particular area is a, a hot spot, I guess, of fish, and that's why the pelicans are there, and that's why the people with the nets. But it really, it really irritates me because I think. That's why the planet gets in the position that it's in out of greed and, and overindulgence in various ways, and it, it does annoy me. Well, if they, uh, you know, they're legitimately really, you know, either commercial fishermen or they're catching bait for their clients and to go out and fish, you just hope that they're being responsible. So it is Easter weekend, and I am for the first time. <laughs> In many years, not doing a big Easter basket or a big Easter lunch or a big to-do on Easter or Easter egg hunt, the whole the whole bit, because we won't see Kate this year. And she was born in October of 2012, so our first Easter with her was in 2013. So since 2013, this is the first time I haven't been able to buy her Easter clothes sometimes more than one outfit, usually more than one actually, and do an Easter basket, Easter hat and all of that. But I've talked about it before on the podcast. I think I will go ahead today and decorate with some Easter stuff out there because I used to do it from Brandon when he was a kid and made outrageously uh, huge Easter baskets for him like I do for Kate and until he was 16, <laughs> as I said before. I'm going to go ahead and do that, I think, and then we'll probably go ahead and make a special dinner for us, <laughs> and then we can pack pack it up and leave it outside Brandon's store for him to enjoy if I actually do it. I'm thinking I will. We'll see. Well, I'm, I very much support that idea. I like, I like the idea of having a special Easter meal, and, you know, I miss, you know, you taking uh, Kate to see the Easter bunny and Take yeah. the pictures, yeah, and, you know, but I guess it's just not that kind of Easter. But is it, it is unwise to get together. One minister and 
Louisiana uh, is encouraging people to come to church and says that true Christians are willing to die if they can go to church. Uh, uh, whereas the Pope, uh, as this is Good Friday, um, it is um, holding mass to no one because he loves his his uh, his his followers. Uh, the, the Catholic his Catholic faith leads him in that direction of. Uh, decency of not endangering the lives of the people he cares about. But one thing that is very lovely, speaking of the Easter Bunny and not being able to, there is no Easter Bunny this year, even if, but the village of North Palm Beach where we live is doing something I think is, is very cool. The village is getting a special visit Saturday by the Easter Bunny in a weird way. It's going to start in the morning and with a siren, the with a siren going, the Easter Bunny will be on a fire truck and it will go up and down each and every street in the village. Now we are in North Palm Beach, but I don't think it will be by us because of we we're, we live on US 1, a very busy a very busy street. So I'm thinking it's will be more in the area between Lighthouse and Anchorage and Prosperity, you know, kind of that quadrant. They didn't really say in the thing that I read, but it begins at 9 a.m. in the southeast part of North Palm Beach, and it will move north, street by street. And they're telling people to listen for the sirens and come out and wave. They cannot stop. There will be no photos. There will be no contact, no throwing out candy. But they will move the fire truck slowly through so you can get photos from a distance. I think that's very, very nice. Yeah, that is. That's a very nice touch, and uh, at least it gives people a little bit of a, a you know, a taste of the of the holiday time. It's something fun for the kids. Yeah, you know? and fun for the kids. Yeah, yeah, it is something fun for the kids. So, uh, I may make you go Easter egg hunting with me in the house. I may, I may, <laughs> I may fill those eggs and, and make you, make you hunt and I'll hunt. You know, that's what, that's what we have to do with Kate. We hunt, she hunts, and then yep. that's what we always did as kids do. And when we were kids, we had the real eggs and, uh, there was always one you could not find. You never could find always one egg when I was a kid. There's one lone egg out there, you know. And I might add that I never got the I never got the prize egg. Never got the prize egg. Well, to me, it was all about dyeing the eggs. You know. Yeah. Uh, mother would buy those uh, POS or P A S kits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still buy those for cake. Yeah, and they had the little dye, and you put them in the cups, and you put the eggs in, and. Right. I thought that was the coolest thing. It it was cool, and then when we would not have that, my mother would use um, food coloring. And I was always really impatient. You can't be impatient if you want them to come up with these true rich colors. You have to have patience. And I never did. It's like I wanted them to die. Let's move on. Let's let them dry. Let's put them in the basket. You, know, you use the, you know, spray paint. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but now they have so many creative things you can do with the eggs. You can paint them, glitter them. We've done glitter. There's a, a way you can dye them with shaving cream even. So many cool things. And we've tried many of those. With Kate, when we were kids, the kits came with that wax pencil, and you would <laughs> you would write on the egg before yep. you dyed it. And of course, with me being right-handed with a severe left-handed slant that no one can read, uh, 
from from early on they tried to, to help me with that and I probably should have been left handed because uh, it's a it's it's a curse. It's like my my handwriting. So if you can imagine, you know, me trying to write on an egg without even being able to see what you're doing because it was waxed and then it was never that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, in my hand lines, it's much worse than yours, so... Well, you it's imagine. a toss-up. It's a toss-up, and Brandon's right there with us, you know. He's, he's, it's <clears throat> none of us. Kate has a, a better... At seven... Heck, at five, she had a better handwriting than I do. Her handwriting is, is, is really pretty good. But let's move on from Easter to coffee pods and I want to take that to a whole other level. I am in the world of coffee all alone around here. I do not. Brandon is a big coffee drinker. He liked coffee. He liked tasting coffee when he was a kid. Uh, I, My sister drank her coffee totally black. Nothing in it at all. But she liked really strong coffee. My mother uh, drank her coffee with sugar. A little bit of sugar but no cream. My grandmother, my paternal, uh, maternal, rather, grandmother, drank it just right, just like Goldilocks, because she used sugar and cream, unflavored cream, like half and half. And so for me, I don't use sugar per se, but I use flavored cream, like uh, hazelnut is my favorite, and French vanilla, but I use hazelnut more. But I am in that coffee world all alone. I when I get up in the mornings and I drink my my coffee usually outside, uh, on our in our outdoor room. But I'm alone with that. But there's a way now. Yes, you can make tea with. Well, you're the big tea drinker. Absolutely, here. I love my tea. You do, iced. Iced tea, yeah. a little bit of lemon or lime. And I'm all set. But you're good. You like it sweetened. <clears throat> Sweet tea, yeah. Now, when I drink, I drink tea, just not like you do, iced tea. I really prefer hot tea, but uh, I don't drink any sugar in it. I just drink it plain. And, but when we're, when we go to high teas, um, like, like we do from time to time, you drink hot tea. You will drink it then. Sure. And yeah, I'll try. I'll try some hot tea if, mm -hmm. if the occasion's right. Now, what I like when we do the high teas, I do it like the British do. I like to add a splash of milk to it and and drink it that way with a hot tea. I find it really, really good. But here's the fun thing about pods now: alcohol. Really, alcohol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alcohol pod. Yeah, yeah. The, you can absolutely. Uh, uh, now, there are pods, and then there are uh, this weird thing called Tide pods. Have you heard about that? The no. Tide, the Tide pods. There's. Uh, I thought the Tide pods are what you used in the washing machine. Well, you do, but they're they're not really Tide pods. What they are. Uh, there, it was back in October, last October, for a limited time, a very posh, a very upscale bar in London had pods with with whiskey from a, a I think the the distillery was a, like a hundred ninety five year old distillery, mm -hmm. and they made these whiskey, these alcohol pods, just like they look just like Tide pods, and that's why they're called Tide mm. pods, and it raised quite a ruckus really because it's it was 
they were trying to appeal, they think, one of the people that were reviewing this to millennials, how to hook them into this kind of more heavy-duty, uh, old-school kind of drink. And it's glassless, glassless mm. drinking. Mm. All you have to do is pick up a pod off the tray and pop it in your mouth. Kind of like a shot. A shot, but you, the glass. but you have to drink. You have to swallow the th- the thing that it's in. It's like you the the thing was you put it in your mouth, and then in a few minutes it pops. It's kind of like those uh, pop rocks for mm-hmm. big kids like. You put them in your mouth and they, they <clears throat> pop and they they bubble. Well, it pops and then you get a sh- a shot, but then you have to swallow. You have to swallow the the thing that it comes in. <laughs> it it raised quite a ruckus and, and it was like I said a one time limited thing, but now the the Keurig has. Uh, and am I late to this party with the knowing that you can, you can for two hundred fifty dollars you can get a, a, a booze maker and, and pods. <laughs> yeah, it's new to me. There's there's a whole lot of information about I think it's called the Drink Master, and the one thing that was kind of consistent in things I read about the alcoholic brewing <laughs> through the Keurig. You can't just use your old Keurig. You have to have this new, of course, $250. Uh-huh. I got my first Keurig in 2000, the summer of 2007, when we moved to Tampa. And I had left all of my, we still had a house in Ohio, and all of my coffee makers. So at that time, I had Tassimo. I had several different kinds of coffee makers. But I left them all there. We were here. Uh, and so that's the first time I bought a Keurig, was summer of 2007. And have had one since. The, the one I have now is actually a Cuisinart, but it's the pod system. So I've been through a whole bunch of Keurigs. I've given many to Brandon. I've given them as gifts. I've, you know, I'm a big, they're controversial, even without the alcohol, because a lot of people don't like the idea of the pods. You don't have to use the pods. That's it's not all. eco-friendly. You don't have to use the pods, though. You buy a, you buy a pod. It's reusable, and you put your own coffee in it. It's very simple. You just, you know, there's no need for big for people to lose their minds over the pods. You don't have to buy them. You can use your own coffee. But uh, this this new $250 system, uh, the reviews are kind of up and down the scale, and one person complained they loved it, but they had trouble get. Uh, she said, "I love it. It makes it's just like being in a bar." But I don't love the lack of availability of the pods. And then she came back in and did an edit later, and she said, oh, ABC Liquor is now carrying these pods. And how much are the pods? It varies in price, but it looks like they're, from what I saw, 15 to $20 range for a small package of pods. So I guess if you, when I first got a, a Keurig, in Ohio and in Dallas, I spent a lot of time going to, to Starbucks because I met people for meetings, business meetings. It was a great place. So I spent a lot of time going to Starbucks and spending money there, quite a bit of money, because you have to get the grande because if you get <clears throat> anything smaller, the, the, the taste is wrong. So you're going to spend money. Uh, so when I got the Keurig, I decided pro-rated, even though it costs, the pods cost, it's still cheaper long run than going daily to Starbucks at least once a day. 
at Starbucks. Plus, when we moved to, to Florida, the, uh, you know, there was no need. I didn't have any business meetings to go to. I, I didn't have any real need. And there wasn't one oh so close to where we lived when we first moved to Tampa. So that's how I justified it. And I guess you could do the same thing for the alcohol. Well, you know, now the thing is, though, about a, this this uh, little curry bar arrangement is that doesn't that kind of put me out of a job because, you know, I'm a mixologist <laughs> and are. I, you know, that's what I do. And uh, then suddenly, I guess you don't need that anymore. That is very true. That is very true. And and I think this, there is nothing, and that's what they were saying, you know, no more cocktail shakers, blah, blah, blah. Well, I kind of, well, you know I do. I love the sound of a cocktail shaker. And I love mixing the drinks. Yeah, so... Jury's out. I, you know, I love experimenting with new things. Two hundred and fifty dollars makes it a, a real decision uh, for these kind because it's just us. It's not like we're throwing <coughs> giant parties. Now, if we lived in Dallas, where you could have uh, someone stand there at your drink master and shoot the drinks out real quickly for parties, well, that would be one thing. But we don't we don't have that social scene that we had in Dallas, so we don't need that. But I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm noodling on it. Well, it's, it's an interesting idea. We'll, we'll uh, see how the hell that noodle works out. Yeah, how do you, if you were going to choose a drink to run through the Keurig, I wonder what you would choose. I'm, I'm trying to think what would I choose, what would I choose? Because it looks like, the, from what I'm seeing, uh, there is a vast uh, assortment. What is annoying about doing research for this podcast on that is trying to get into these sides. Of course, you have to prove your age. You have to put your age in. And then someone in my zip code, they wanted the email. They want, you know, it's like they want your, your zip code so they can tell you where in your area you can get the, brew, the brewing machine. And some of them brew beer as well. Uh, Mm. So it's it's a real interesting concept. So I don't know. Well, you know, I think a challenge for us is because of certain drinks that we really gravitate toward, like uh, the French Martini or the French Seventy Five mm -hmm. or some of these more specialty drinks. You're not going to have pods for those. So well, and that's absolutely true. And we use uh, kava quite a bit yeah. in in drinks, and we also like specialty rums, like, I mean, not rum, but uh, gin, right. like the Dorothy Parker right. that has that f kind of flowery Yeah, they're just, I mean, really drink aficionados, there's a certain, you know, uh, combination of taste and flavor that you can only get manually. It's true, and you need to adjust the, the amounts of, like, simple syrup, I mean, you want, you have to be careful yeah. with how much of that you add to things like the French um, 75, for example, things like that. So, anyway, but I think it's very interesting. Very interesting, and so, yes, we'll take a look. And do you already have your lighter side out today? I do. The lighter side today is um, one of the movies that, uh, pretty kind of silly, funny, with the old Saturday Night Live skit, of uh, Night at the Roxbury with oh, yeah. uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Catan. Yeah. And, uh, it's just one of those funny movies that, you know, uh, kind of mindless entertainment, 
but uh, it's got some great bits. I think that movie probably did not do all that well when it came out, but we have watched it and loved it for a long yeah. time because it is mindless and it is parts of it are so funny. So funny. They were they were hilarious together. And Molly Shannon, let's no, give Molly her a shout out to Molly she's Shannon. She's always amazing. And the and the you know, the light <laughs> the yeah. light store that her dad owned. Yeah. Adobe Gillis guy. Dwayne, yep. uh, what's his name? Dwayne Hickman. Dwayne Hickman. Okay, well, um, everyone, thanks for being here. I hope you, whatever you do this Easter, that you enjoy it. And yes, and don't forget to wash your hands. And be sure to visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Visit us on uh, YouTube at also NorthPalmBeachLife.com. If you want to contact us, as always, you can do it directly through the website where it says contact us. Drill down, noodle around into our website because we have a lot of stuff there. Gary's made it pretty easy and there's a lot of photos. I'm sort of living off of our photos right now because normally we would be we would be traveling, we would be doing stuff that we're not doing right now. So having to, to enjoy it that way and very grateful for that. You can write me directly if you want at Pam in the 561. That's P-A-M-I-N-T-H-E 561 at gmail.com. We truly appreciate you being here. Stay with us.